Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast, just listening to the podcast. Uh, we are into the... This this is this is the official 2021 podcast, right? It is. This is the start of the season and it's not some janky, you know, garbage season. It's real big boy football season. So this We is actually it. have full schedules to yeah. talk about. There's non-conference games. There's nine conference games. We feel that they're all going to get played. It's almost like this is exactly how uh, college football in this podcast is supposed to happen. Well, I know that the Big Ten Media Days started today. I didn't hear about any cancellations of anything. Did you? Not that I heard of. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, uh, so far, we still have a full slate of games. Uh, we've both been busy at work, uh, hence the reason, or one of the bigger reasons why we were not in attendance to yeah. Big Ten Media Days. I, I had a... Uh, embarrassing amount of people that reached out to me dm to see if we're going to be there and it, it meant a lot to me that people asked yeah. that like we we would have been there last year it, it was we would have more... been there last year the year before was my fault this year there's just no way i could make it new job yeah. i just started the job it's just it was not going to happen yeah and then i had the ad nauseum project that i talked about right. but we're we're good you know which brings me to <laughs> to a point uh because of how this went down, a coworker of mine, Jeremy, who you just got to meet, he's he's a character, right? I, I call him a card. Card. He's, he's a card. card. He's from he's from Kentucky, Bowling Green, Bowling Green, and uh, home of the Corvette. And but not a huge SEC fan, so that's refreshing. Uh, but anyways, uh, he's he's been staying with the Greek family this week, helping out around the house, <laughs> cleaning toilets. Like entertaining the kids. Fantastic. Anyways, um, when, you know, he showed up and I gave him a, a towel, he also asked for a washcloth. Are you a washcloth person? Never once in my life okay. have I asked one. What is the purpose of a washcloth? I've never been able to really figure that out. Can't you can't you just use your the your hands to scrub the the nether regions and whatever you got to take care of? And and also I'm a bar soap guy. I'm yeah. not a the, what what do you call that? The the liquid loofah? stuff. The, yeah, the know, loofah with right. the body wash. I'm not a loofah guy. Like I understand if you're using body wash, you got to have a loofah. You got to have you something. You do not. You do not. I I went from bar soap to body wash loofah to just body wash squeeze it on your hand and just go to town. But then why not use bar soap? That's I, I'm I'm not opposed to bar soap. I just feel like bar soap is a more it's it's a cleanlier option. Like people are more comfortable squeezing out body wash than they are grabbing somebody else's bar soap. I live by myself. <laughs> okay, since we're going down the soap path, I t- have you ever used like real, honest to god soap? Like you know from from animal fat made from animal fat like old this school. is this is like fight club stuff here where, yeah, where I, you're literally selling the fat asses back from from the women to let them use right that's what they use they use rendered yeah fat. rendered fat yeah yeah i mean i think that's like you can buy it i mean it's more prevalent at somewhere like uh, you know like whole foods or something like that but you can buy it at like a lunds Byerly's here in town okay i love it 
great stuff. It's so expensive, but sure. I love it. It's like $4 a bar. You can buy 27 bars of Irish Spring for that much. <laughs> but they probably <laughs> last about the same amount of time. <laughs> and then, of course, if we're going to talk about bar soap, the natural way to go from one bar soap to the other is to weld the chiclet bar soap to. onto the next one just just because that's the smart thing to do, right? You don't want to waste it. People ask me, like, what do you do with that? I'm like, what do you, what do you mean, what do you do with it? You you. Get you get the new one all, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's got to get lathered. Lathered up. So and it, then you take the old one, you so smash it, it in. The, yeah, that's the way to do it, correct? Or my, my technique is you, you use the new one, but you get the old one wet. And then when you're done, you slam them together and you just set them up there on, on the little ledge. And there it so is. So the next time they're welded together. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that in many a moon because I just I just go with. Uh, uh, you have the body wash. Body wash, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a Holiday Inn Express guy. I don't judge me all you want, but uh, I'm okay with HIA. They're, they're all right. Yeah, but they got they got three different. They just right in the shower. I do like that. That's, is that not a good touch? But that is They've great got for shampoo, a yes. conditioner, body. Just squirt. So in that situ- scenario, you're not traveling with a loofah, right? You're no. not traveling with bar soap. So you squeeze I do. the body wash and then you go to town, right? It's true. That's just what I do every day, right? But back, circling back to the original question, not a washcloth. <laughs> yeah, guys. but what what do people? We should bring Jeremy down and ask him what's what does the the little tiny don't get it eight inch by eight inch yeah ten inch by ten inch it's like eight by eight. Yeah. What 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 does that bring to the table? I I guess it doesn't never know. feel right. No, I don't. I just it's not it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's right. superfluous. Good job, you got that out. We have. We've been imbibing tonight. It's a little been bit. A, it's been can a you, fun Can night. you tell, listeners? Yeah. Um, okay, so as we mentioned earlier, this is the beginning of the 2021 season. In our mind, very excited, which means that we are going to talk about team previews. This is now I am getting dialed in. I, I'm already pretty dialed in, but I do deeper dives into each one of these teams Um We've got two good insiders for Ohio State with Mr. Ohio and then Northwestern with Chappie. Why are we doing Ohio State Northwestern? They're the champs, baby. It's the champion episode. Right? I just said it. Yep. Ohio State goes first because they're the champs of the entire league. Northwestern goes second because they're champs of the Big Ten West. That's what we do here, right? We're going to follow somewhat of the same format. We're going to get off, you know, script a little bit we think that's maybe where the better podcast is at but i'm gonna try to give some basic stats we're gonna go through the schedule a little bit we're gonna give you the biggest game we're gonna give you the curb stomp game we're gonna give you the scariest game on the schedule for each team our reasons why we're gonna talk a little offense defense the personnel what we think we're not gonna then we're gonna do the over under at the end and we will give a guess right now you know, as we record this, I I think we have the chance to change our mind at some point, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a guess now. now. It's not our final. But it'll be pretty close. It's not probably. our best and final offer. Right, but it'll be pretty close, right? Probably. Okay, all right. Without further ado, hey, man. Nux, here we go. There Let's we get go. into it. Okay, 2021 Ohio State Buckeyes. I got to do a pause already. So, I do the last five years, and then I would do an average of what the record. Yeah. Can't do it because last year was so stupid. Gosh, you're right. Can't do it. You know, it's not a 12. I can give Ugh. the record 
and you can compare it against other teams, but I can no longer do the average because everybody's average wins for the season would come down because nobody played a 12 or 13 game schedule. Last I year. think you just ruined my podcast. I'm sorry. I just wanted to explain that out. I, I feel bad for Ohio state fans. Cause uh, it, it's wet blanket start to them, but okay. Restart. Here we go. 2021 Ohio state Buckeyes. last five years, 56 and seven. So that's just over one loss here, barely over one loss year with, by the way, a chunk of those coming in the college football playoffs. So pretty impressive. Last year, the weird seven and one. Ryan Day is entering his fourth year in Columbus, just like that. Isn't that crazy? Offensive co- coordinator still Kevin Wilson, believe it or not. And the defensive coordinator is the embattled Kerry Coons. You think embattled, huh? Have we gotten to embattled I don't status think yet? I don't think we're there yet, are we? I think we're going to be there if, I mean, listen to these stats right here, okay? Okay. Total offense last year for Ohio State, 7th, 520 yards per game. Scoring offense, 11th, 41 points per game. Defense, 59th in total defense, 400 yards a game they gave up. Scoring defense, 43rd at just short of 26 points a game. Okay, one of these things does not look like the other. Sure, but look at what they lost from the previous year. And weird year, I mean, come on. We can't judge them too much off of that one year. Let's give him a chance this year and see what happens. Okay. Um, I don't... He's on, got a good reputation in CBUS on top of that. And, and ironically, his reputation is developing DBs. The back seven, especially the pass defense, is what... What got challenged the most last year, sure. that's if you get on the Twitter sphere and you listen to, you know, the toothless wonders coming out of Alabama and Clemson, if they dig on Ohio State, it's it's digging on the defense and their pass defense. Isn't that a direct comparison to Kerry Coombs? I guess that's fair for last year. Okay. Sure. All right. So, so if you're talking about Ohio State, you typically go to their wide receivers. Uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson... <laughs> Pretty good place to start. Jameson Williams transferred. He's probably going to be the top receiver at Alabama. You think so? Is that a thing? I'll, I'll say this. I would take, I would fancy a bet on him being the leading either touchdown or yardage receiver on the Alabama roster next year. Okay. Jameson Williams at a Cardinal Ritter in St. Louis, Missouri. Wow. Nice pull. Oh, hey, by the way, Julian Fleming. Jackson Smith Njiba, Emika Ibuka. We could just keep going. By the There's way, probably all, all those guys are five stars. Every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know a lot is made out of Ohio State's wide receivers. Is it possible that somehow still we don't make enough out of them for how talented they are? It's the best wide receiving core in the country. Two years in a row. I don't think anybody is comes all that close, really. Well, Alabama got a Heisman contender. No, I'm talking about this class this year, this group this year. I I mean, who? Okay, tell me if you ever think about this. Do you ever think about being one of those dudes? And and, and when you're fourth, are you okay with it because you understand the aura of the entire group and that they're going to go pro and then you're going to get your... 
I mean, there's a couple ways to look at it. You, you know, someone that's an ultra competitor wants to be the best, wants to get the ball all the time. But at the same time, you know, you're at probably the best developmental uh, uh, program in the country for wide receivers, I think. Okay. So you, you, you're going to be fine. If you're fourth in line to get catches, you're still going to the NFL. You're still going to get your shot. Sticking with the offense, a couple good offensive linemen. We got tackles, Thayer Munford and Nicholas Pettit Free. Um, we've got good guys on the inside with Paris Johnson. This still could be the best. That still could be. This is the best offensive line I was in the say, Big Ten. Yeah. And they lost Josh Myers and White Davis. Right. They lost Wyatt Davis, but you had mentioned Paris Johnson fills right in for him. Another five star guy. So they so three when three of your five offensive linemen are projected to be first to second day picks in a draft coming, you're probably in a pretty good spot with your offensive line. Well, and the returners are the tackles in the center, which is what you want. Bingo. You know? Right. So we've already established maybe the best receiving core in the country, or I think the best. Yeah. Maybe the best offensive line in the Big Ten, maybe the country. Okay. Okay. Possible. Okay. Now, we go to running back. We take a little step back here, right? Do we? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we do. Okay. I, okay. I am not a gigantic Master Teague fan. No, I'm not either. But he's he's a solid back. And I mean, running if behind Master that Teague line. Your, if Master Teague is your second back, you're in a pretty. So are you are you predicting Trevion Henderson? I am to, predicting okay. Trevion Henderson. I mean, he's. I he, have heard multiple Ohio State insiders point to Trevion Henderson it just seems like it's going to be a Travian Henderson well, breakout. If, there, if there's anywhere you can plug in a true freshman, it's running back, right? So that that would be the spot. Yeah. Okay. So we feel amazing about wide receivers. Yes. We feel if if wide receivers are a 9.99, I believe offensive line is a 9.8. Yeah, I mean, it's over 9. Okay. Certainly. <laughs> Running backs are great. Now we go to quarterback. Yeah. Okay. We know these guys have been able to show talent at some point in their <laughs> lives because they're all five-star guys or high four-star or whatever, okay? Yeah. But they've never thrown a pass. They, ha- they, d- they have not thrown a pass when the bullets fly. Even if you – okay, when we talked to Mr. Ohio, I believed he was able he, – he's a type of Ohio State fan, college football fan to say, you know – we have to at least acknowledge the fact that this is a brand new quarterback. Here. Sure. It's just that I have so much confidence from what I've seen, not just two years with Justin Fields. You know, we got to go back to, um, uh, uh, Redskin, um, Haskins. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Jeez. We, we've been drinking. Um, <laughs> we're doing pretty good. All right. But you, sir, I mean, that's all got Ryan Day's DNA imprinted on them, correct? Mm-hmm. I am now at a confidence level that just believes they're going to be just fine at quarterback, right? Well, look, here, here's the thing. Pick one of these three guys. I don't care who wins the job. It doesn't matter. That guy's going to play in the NFL. Okay, it does matter. One of these guys, if you're in camp, there's a aura there. There's one of these guys is going to command the huddle better. No, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I, I don't care who wins the job. Someone's going to win the job. Whoever what? that person is, is going to be an NFL quarterback. Okay. Someday. Oh, okay. You're right. Okay. I stand corrected. With that being said, the reason that person is going to be an NFL quarterback is because of the stuff I just brought up. This, this is a big time player, big time recruit. 
he probably has big time DNA and confidence in himself. I, I, I and everybody thinks it's going to be CJ Stroud. I mean, yeah, everything but, I've read. Okay, here's the other thing: the depth is just incredible. Jack Miller, Callum McCord. Let's say CJ McCord gets injured. I, I, CJ Stroud. So CJ Stroud. I, they're not going to be right. in a horrible position. No, they're not going to be in horrible. Has there any thought that happens? I mean, these are all freshmen, by the way, but. Kyle McCord is a true freshman. Is there any thought process where Ryan Day is like, they're all amazing. I'll just start the true freshman because I know I get him for three years. Sure. I'm just curious if that thought has ever gone through his head. And by the way, Ryan Day, maybe I haven't pointed this out enough. He's calling the plays. So everything's going to be fine is what I feel. I, I, I mean, look. I, he here's the other thing is whoever plays quarterback just has such great protection in front of him is going to have a good running game to balance and has this bevy of future NFL wide receivers to throw to. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see it going wrong. Maybe we go from seventh in total offense to 12th. Yeah, I could see that, I guess. 11th in scoring offense to 14th. Like, but, it's okay, something like that. But if that happens, then I think the defense really needs to step up if they want a chance to win the national championship. Great segue, my friend. So, you know, all eyes on Kerry Coombs to me. I feel like I have sniffed a little frustration with Buckeye Nation towards the defense. Like, the anomaly defense over the last three years is the 2019 defense, which was incredible if you remember the 2018 defense good point was not fantastic the 2020 defense had some issues too now starting on the defense to continue with the 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 fawning over of ohio state and what they have we don't mean to do this it's just I can't help myself it's right in front of us the defensive line is going to be incredible yes and oh by the way if i only had one of my three units be exceptional i would probably i'd probably pick the defensive line i think so too um we have got zach harrison and tyreek smith at defensive end um in many a magazine they don't necessarily list them both out as starters they're both starters in my i mean they have played so many snaps uh another way i would put it is these two would be two three-year starters at almost any other campus that they would be on they're starters to me haskell garrett that's kind of like a guy that seems like he's been there for five, six, seven years. He, he does, but to me, this is the guy. Haskell Garrett I is the guy on their defense. I think so, but if the guy on Ohio State's defense typically leads the team in what? Well, Zach. Zach, yeah. Tackle TFL's type of deal. Yeah. I, I, would, I would pick Zach Harrison to me. Okay, but don't you think like having that great defensive tackle anchor can really change a defense? Um, and especially, I believe can, that solidifies the defense. I, I I believe what makes a defense special is a Bosa, another Bosa. That's fair. And, but, a, and a Chase Young, like that's. But what if you're Haskell Garrett on the interior and can still get to the quarterback? Which now he that's does. that's incredible. Yeah. So that's who you pick. He's my guy on this defense. I love him. So okay, we got. I I feel like we've just organically come on a little bit of a, our first eyes on Big Bet here. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know how you want to define. Do you want to define it by just sacks TFLs total? Okay, but th- you're going to have to give me odds here because I'm going defensive with defensive tackle. Yeah, I'm going two with to an one, inter- two to one, two, two to, to one. one. Okay, fine. Okay, okay, two to one odds. Yeah, 
So a bottle of booze to two <laughs> bottles of booze. That's how that goes. Okay. okay. Right? That's, yeah, Fair. that works. Um, I will take Zach Harrison. You're going to take Haskell Garrett. Yes. Okay. And we'll just do like, we'll maybe even let the listeners decide, but kind of a first team, all big 10 sacks, TFLs type of thing. Okay. It will probably be pretty obvious who the winner is. Okay. If, we, if we can't determine who the winner is, we'll put a vote out. Who had a better guys year? On big listeners. Who had I hope it's year. up in the air because that would be more this fun. This is going to be you. fun. Okay. But uh, you know we're going to find out who the listeners like more. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, But there's probably more Iowa listeners than not <laughs> Illinois listeners. But one th- one guy we can't look over is Jack Sawyer, defensive end. Sure. The freshman coming Freshman. Out. That's a good point. I mean, this That'd is, be funny if we this both is a really, lose. really good defensive It's line. an amazing defensive line. And what's incredible, though, is like – they have continued to recruit to the defensive line. With that being said, with that being said, and maybe I'm kind of precursing that, it's not like the back seven on Ohio State defenses has been, you know, you desired more from them over the years. Ohio State defensive backs have been incredible. I think we can look that way with seven banks at cornerback. But let's be honest, like, the, the linebackers are as in flux and up for yeah. air as we've as we've ever seen at Ohio State. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, last twenty years, no returning starters, and the all, all the guys that are, are projected to start this year are all seniors, which begs the question: How could you not get on the field when they junior senior? But 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 when they haven't had great linebacker Agreed. play, Agreed. so I'm I'm a little. Little worried about the linebackers. I yep. guess if there's any group on the team I'm worried about, it's the linebackers. Maybe one more we're going to get to. But if there's any group that you can kind of hide on the defense, it's the linebackers, I think. I used to think that, and okay. I won't reference the exact season, but there was a year when there was a, a gigantic graduation that happened at Iowa, and there was all new linebackers. That stuff starts showing up. Well, I at guess some you can't point. be there, there is a there is a gigantic difference between uh, second and eight and second and four, and a lot of times that's in line. Sure, okay, play. okay. Good point. And and then by the way, you can take bigger shots on second and four than you can on necessarily on second and eight, and that's where I think you put the secondary out to dry, and then we switch to the secondary. I I like Seven Banks' talent. Did he play up to? What people thought he was going to be the whole year, I don't think so. I mean, he had a tough day versus Alabama. I'm not I mean, going to I, I think the guy can, for that. I think you can kind of say that about the whole secondary, really. Cam Brown, I, I like Cam Brown. I like Cam Brown. But he, like, has he really lived up to his billing? Well, he's coming off injury, so okay. like, but no, like Josh Proctor, Marcus Williamson, like all these guys, they, they're. They're good, don't get me wrong, but they haven't really proven themselves as Ohio State defensive backs. And Kerry Coombs is a historically right. secondary type of guy. I feel like this is what we get to for for them having a little bit of pressure on him or the defensive staff. Okay, so I think what we can boil this down to, offense, going to be really good, but still hinged on the quarterback. And then if they're not great on offense because of quarterback, they're going to have to be great in defense. Can they be great in defense? There's... There's some interesting subplots here with I think the so. 2021 Ohio State Buckeyes. So we're going to get into One the more thing. Hold that. Yeah, yeah. Hold okay, on. sorry, sorry, sorry. You always I do that. I do that to you. I do that to you. The specialists. I'm sorry. The specialists. Sorry. You always gloss over I do the that. specialists. I do that. They return zero. None of the two specialists. They're, they're starting two freshmen this year, it looks like. Kicker, freshman Jake Siebert, 
punter freshman Jesse Murko. And did you know Demario McCall is back for, for his sixth year? Good for him. Yeah, I yeah. remember being in second grade when he was a freshman and just thinking, this guy, I, someday this yeah. guy, here we are, six yeah, years is. later. Yeah, okay. But so, this is a potential Achilles heel. It it's another one. Yeah. Uh, if, if a game comes down to, you know, a right. possession or two, that's where special teams comes into Correct. play. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Move on. Okay. Schedule. We can move on. All right. Schedule. So basically, what do we got here for the schedule, right? Every time we look at a Big Ten team, we're looking at what's their big non-conference game and who are their crossovers. We'll start with the big non-conference game, okay? Oregon. Week two, uh, it's it's in Columbus. I just think Ohio State's going to win the game. <laughs> I mean, this probably looked like a bigger game when it was put on the schedule five, six, seven, eight years ago than it is now. Is that fair? Yeah. You know, by the way, this is an 11 a.m. game. So that's a 9 a.m. game for Oregon. One would think Ohio State would do fine in that game, I guess. I, I feel saying. pretty confident. Yeah. Then their crossovers are Minnesota, Nebraska, and Purdue. Um, I mean, you could do. I think that's a pretty favorable crossover. <laughs> I there. mean, it's it's a favorable schedule. So here's here's the deal. So I think that the big three in the West: Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern. They don't get any of those teams. Correct. Yeah. Um, I would put Minnesota in the running. There are th- of the there big are three B. Let's say three B. Okay. Of the so, top three. That will lead me right into what I think is the scariest game of the year. All right, what do you all? think is the scariest game? I, I, I think it's Minnesota. Oh, it's Minnesota. There's so no you question. got you oh, done deal for you. Absolutely. Too. I mean, okay, so probably going to be a sellout. It's on a Thursday night. It's week one with new quarterback. They're going to be looking ahead to the Oregon game. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things going on, okay. right? Okay. Like, and do, it, we, do we think Ohio State's going to lose the game? No. But when that line came out at 13 and a half, was that a little bit lower than you thought it would be? I was honestly, for me, I was hoping it would be in the neighborhood of 16 to 17 and a half so okay. that I could take Minnesota sure. in the points. When I saw it come out at 13 and a half, I'm like, so other people are paying attention to this. Right. So sure. Officially a scary game. Me and you agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, curb stomp. I mean, you could pick some, right? I went with Purdue. That's this, what I've got. For real? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not, whole, I'm not high on Purdue, and at this point of the year, they are well-oiled That's machines. the thing. Late in the year. Yeah. Purdue coming into CBUS. I think that's a stop not all so the good. way. Not so good. So, biggest game of the year. Go ahead. Penn State. Jeez. We're three for three. I man. mean, there's. I don't think it's all that close. Michigan's not really a contest anymore. The Penn State's their biggest competition in the East. It's got to be Penn State. Another thing I thought of, too, is it's a little bit of a, a sandwich game. I mean, they go on the road to, to Nebraska the week after. Before that, they're on the road at Indiana. Now, it's, a good it's point. at home. It's at home, but it's a it's a quasi-sandwich game. It is. The, the real sandwich games is when you're on the road. This one's at home, but... We've seen Penn State play Ohio State pretty tough, right? So absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Overall, right? Um, this is my thoughts, and I haven't predicted. I haven't sat down yet, but I believe it's very plausible that Ohio State is going to lose a football game this year. Yeah, of course it is. I it's mean, plausible. Yeah, but I can't pick a game 
on their schedule that I would think that they would lose. No, but usually with Ohio State, you don't pick the game before the season. It just happens. Right. The Iowa game, the Purdue game. I mean, those things happen. So if I ranked the games that I could see them losing, okay, Penn State at Indiana at Minnesota, and maybe I'm crazy, but at Michigan. Yeah, I wouldn't put Michigan there personally, but I like the the other three. Next one would be Oregon? The other one's probably Oregon, yeah. Okay, so we have gotten pretty low on the scale of games that we can actually plausibly see them losing. Is it possible (laughs) that Ohio State, again, in a year where they could possibly be down, were gifted a little bit more manageable schedule, which would then lend itself into another 12-0 year. Well, I don't know about being down. Uh, we just spoke with Brett Ciancia in the yeah. previous episode, and yeah. he likes Ohio State to make the playoff. Okay. I trust I trust him. Okay. And so, I trust what I'm seeing on paper. I don't know that they're that down. I hope I'm not sounding like I think Ohio State is, quote-unquote, down as in – they're down compared to the top teams in the country. I am a believer that many of the top teams in the country are going to be quote unquote down this year. Ohio state is one of them. With that being said, this is still an amazing looking Ohio state team that is going to have the chance to round into an incredible football team by the end of the year. Let me give you a scenario here. Let's say they're, I don't know, 33rd in the country in defense, total defense. And whoever the quarterback is, is what we expect an Ohio State quarterback to be. And they're fifth in the country in offense. That's a team that can win a national championship. For sure. And that's what you expect. Yes. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying if there was ever a year where that's not quite the case, this looks like the the tea leaves are saying there's a chance that that won't be the case. Yeah. (laughs) That's the best I can (laughs) word that. I don't know. All right, over under is eleven wins. What do you got? You know, I I I Stuff. have to go over. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. Just, Take a in, in until until somebody unseats them. I'm just gonna assume. I I look down the schedule and I just see wins. I'm I'm sorry. I, I got to go over. I, I'm just going to go law of averages and I'm gonna go under. By the way, okay. we can't pick push. That's not on the cards for us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna push push. I'm gonna pick under. Um, I don't like the underpick. So I just don't like the overpick. I don't like the overpick either. Yeah, I get it. I like get I, it. But it, it feels like they nailed it with eleven. Gun to my well, of course they did. But okay. gun to my head, I got to go over. Okay. All right. There's Ohio State. That brings us to the other champ in the Big Ten, the Big Ten West champs of 2020. But this is the 2021 Northwestern Wildcats. Nu for another year. They got the title, right? Last five years, 36 and 25. I don't know what to say about that. That's not a amazing record, but probably even yet a better record than many people think. I don't know. I would have guessed a little better. A little bit that. higher than that. Pat Fitzgerald is entering his 16th season. We know that. Here is what is crazy. Defensive coordinator Jim O'Neill. First year after Mike Hankwitz was there for 112 years. Yeah. That's amazing. I think it was like 13,000 plus wins that he had in his career. Mike Hankwitz, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Offensive coordinator, still kind of a situation here. Mike Bajakian, 
only in his second year. So we'll only get three years of experience on the lake. Which is just completely opposite of what we're used to seeing. Yeah. Every year it's like, oh, God, this guy's back. Oh, okay. God, this guy's back. So the, you know, the offense wasn't great last year. We've kind of come accustomed to that. Well, then, let's let's stick on the defensive coordinator for oh, But a I was playing into the defense. Okay, go like, ahead. Did the new coordinator play into that, and w- is it possible that that could play into things with a new defensive coordinator? Well, okay. Here's what I want to say about the defense coordinator. I was really surprised at the choice. You know, NFL guy. Been in the NFL for, what, a dozen years or 10 years, something like that. He did have a little stint at Northwestern. That's how Fitz knows him. I thought it was a strange choice, but you still got Fitzgerald there, right? So does it really matter that much? Are Okay. Are you thinking potential feast or famine here? Kind of, yes. Right. Okay. But but at the same time, I trust Fitz to choose somebody. Yeah. You know? um, like, for me, it's what is that interview like? And then what are the first, let's go with, 18 to 24 months on the job in a position like this when talking about Jim O'Neill's defensive coordinator, when you are doing this under Pat Fitzgerald, who has obviously learned every nuance that you possibly can, not only about a college football team, but specifically a defense, even more specifically with linebackers, does how much how like how much power does Jim get from the get go? Yeah, I would that's love a, to know that. I mean, that's the kind of thing I would love to be a fly on the wall and actually know the answer to that. I mean, I would think Fitz after what his sixteenth year now as the head coach, he's got to be a little bit hands off at this point, right? He's got. Here's what I want to do. Or is or you is do he, it? Is he in going into his sixteenth year because he's hands on? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But here's what I think about God, it. That he, is a great question. Is he CEO or inter- I, I'd love to know. I can't believe I'm debating. I don't know. I think he's a, he's gotta have uh, a little bit of CEO to him. I think so, but he's gotta have he's he's gotta get in there on drills too. He definitely does. Yeah. He's definitely but, but here's the thing. He worked with Jim O'Neill years yeah. ago at Northwestern. There's something that stuck out about this guy that he never forgot about. Yeah. That's why he's back in Evanston, not Chicago, Illinois. And I think at this point, you have to be able to look at Pat Fitzgerald and say, he's got that eye. He can spot what he believes he needs to see out of a yeah. coach, out of a player, for yes. sure. Oh, I mean, absolutely. He, the head coach, okay, is whoever gets offered a scholarship. They don't, they're stingy yes. with their scholarship offers. My guess is he's even stingier with who gets extended a contract yep. to coach. My guess is Jim O'Neill will do just fine. As I know, but this is one of the biggest storylines for me of the entire Big Ten football season. I want to see how this plays out on defense. I agree. Especially so, with what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So let's fold this into stats. Let's start with defense. Uh, last year, total defense 22nd, 341 yards per game. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Scoring defense, fifth. 15.9 points per game. If you scored... 17 points against Northwestern. You had a nice offensive output against them. Balanced against the offense, 93rd in the country at 361 yards per game. And scoring defense or scoring offense a little bit better, 92nd, almost the exact same ranking at 24.7 yards per or uh, points per game, excuse me. 
Um, it's the same recipe that it's been. We we you can make fun of it all you want as a non-Northwestern Big Ten fan, as a I'm, national fan. The fact of the matter is, they know a recipe on what it takes to win games, how they want to win them. They have been doing it forever. It's just a thing. Accept it. I would never it's like make a dog fun. humping your leg. <laughs> just wait till it's finished. It's what they do. Okay. I would never make fun of it because I don't want the backlash yeah. from the football gods. But you take five and you take 92 and you average it and it's like right in the middle. How do they win the West? That's, That's great, the question. That is a great question. I can't figure that out. Because there's more going on than stats. Stats lie. Stats lie. Well, and we Pat, know that because Pat, Pat Fitzgerald has told us So, like, like, again, I feel like I have to say this all the time. We we are flummoxed by it, but but we're, we're we have I respect it. I, I, I this isn't I'm, I'm respected. I'm in awe of it. That that's what it's that's more what it is. Yes. Okay. Well, it's going to get put to a test this year. Why? Because yeah. we've got four returning starters on offense, four returning starters on defense. For By the, the way, key- it, this is the lowest returning production. Forget about starters. Returning production. In Power 5. Lowest in Power 5. It's a thing. That's a so thing, right? this is going to be a huge test for Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's the best coach in the Big Ten, but this is going to be a big coaching job for him this year. I am not convinced that he's the best coach in the Big Ten. I am. Okay. So, I, I believe you go a little fur, further out than I'm willing to go with that. He but has he, Beelzebub on his side. He does. For the love of God. The, the devil is a is a powerful, powerful Mes- force. Mephistopheles is on his side. <laughs> and, uh, okay. The so Prince I, of Darkness. <laughs> so I'm not doubting the the devil deal that he made, okay? I'm not doubting that. What I'm doubting is maybe you go a little too far with that See, now it's weird. I was going to say praise. That doesn't fit in. But anyway, like there has been regressions before. Now, here's what I think. I think there's too many people that think that a three and nine season is going to happen. Yeah. Then, that's, then, uh... then I think there's too many people that think a nine and three season is going to happen, which is kind of you. You know, it's uh, possible what? that somewhere in the middle. Okay. Okay. It's possible that somewhere in the middle is going to happen, which by the way is very close to their over under. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think it's possible that well, they, that could happen. They are prone to setback years, okay. which usually sets up for a really good year okay. the next year. All right. So whatever that deal he made with Beelzebub, it didn't give him carte blanche to win the division every <laughs> no, year. No, it didn't. Okay. All right. So uh, key guys, Cam Porter is a player that my guess a lot of people don't know. He was a very good running back by the last – yeah, Three, by the end of the, of the year. year. But what are your thoughts on Cam Porter? I, I think he's he got, good. I thought he got a little. He's. I think he's getting a little too much praise right now. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Weird. I thought. See, he's. On I think. A lot of I, think I think. Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald is getting a little too much uh, praise. Cam Porter, not enough. You're the exact opposite. I'm the opposite on Weird. that one. Okay, you want to continue on the praise too much praise thing? Sure. Okay. We're all. We're all. Pulling for Ryan Helsinki, okay? Helinski. Helinski. Damn it. I told myself I wasn't going to do it. I did it. All right. Ryan Helinski got beat out by, in he South did. Carolina. He did. Have you looked up his stats? Yeah, I looked up his stats. I mean, it, it, he was a freshman, I believe, in 2019, and he had solid stats. I mm. watched 
Yeah, they they weren't they great, were but it was mad. It was a bug ball of mad. It wasn't bad. Twelve seven for touchdown. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I saw eleven five. Whatever. Eleven five. Like fifty five percent. But he was a freshman. Um, I watched some of his highlights. But I, returning starter, and then the next year he gets beat out. Right. Does. But here's my point. I think right. I'm going to kind of agree with you here. Like I've watched him, and yeah, he's a solid looking quarterback. He was a really high ranked guy coming out of high school. He's one top one hundred player in the country, but he doesn't jump off the screen athletically or with the arm gifted arm anything like he is very accurate i will say that and i like the way he moves in the pocket but i don't know what would you give somebody for odds that he's the starting quarterback day one? Oh, i think there's no question he's going to be starting quarterback who, who would so it be give the odds um the odds he's starting quarterback i would say um i don't know two to three <laughs> that's okay I thought you were going to go higher than that. I, I I was hoping you'd say like eight to one or something like that. Cause I was going to take the opposite. I, Pat Fitzgerald is notoriously tight lipped about who's the starter. Who's doing good. Remember two years ago, we thought the, the, the five-star Clemson transfer was going to yeah. be, and, and he just wasn't, but he's the backup. We know who he is. I know. Do you know who the third guy is? Andrew Marty. I know he's a fullback. <laughs> Okay, I mean, we, this is the are, guy. Ryan Holinsky is the guy. And this, to what me. What happens if he's not the guy is what I'm trying to say. Then they have a really bad okay. year. Okay. It, but it has to be discussed. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like it's being discussed. He's and, I do, and I'm afraid to discuss it because then we shake in the freaking rafters of, of you know, Fort freaking the, you know, Fitzgerald. But, like. Dude, they, they could have a gigantic quarterback problem here. Well, absolutely. I mean, th- this entire year is a huge gamble on this guy. Okay. I just but I, also, I just feel like I'm not hearing enough about hold on. this. But he's also got multiple years. I don't know that they really care that much. Like, does Fitz care if they just go 6-6, six and six, make a bowl game? No, because he's looking to next year. All right. I mean, I don't know if... I don't know if mediocre or just being okay with that is in. I understand what you're saying, but okay. We got to move on. All right. So offensive line, good. It's a good offensive line. Well, not it's great, a, it's not solid. great in pass pro. Okay. but I, They got better running the, the ball at the end of the year. Pass pro, not great. Okay, not great. But you know who's great? Peter Skaronsky. Yeah. Left tackle. The guy was a freshman last year, filled in Rayshon, for yeah. Rayshon Slater. Amazing. This guy's the anchor of this offensive line. They need a good for left, next two, three years. This guy, we, they need a good left tackle to protect Halinski to make sure he doesn't get injured, and they have to go to Hunter Johnson or just enough time possible to let plays develop for their wide receivers. Because Jacaro Bowman gone. I mean, he was their big time player. Now, but he broke out last year. He did. Oof. Uh, but not right away. I mean, it kind of developed a little bit. So it, it's rumored that Fitzy loves Bryce Kurtz and Berkeley Holman. JJ Jefferson is, has a fast dude that has been rumored to be the guy that was going to be the speed demon, but it's never really, I don't know. I, I, this, I, I don't know what to expect from the wide receiving court other than history tells me not much. They just need some, they need a consistent guy that can, Make catches, not necessarily huge plays. They can make those 10-yard catches. Who's that going to be? I don't know. I don't know either. Does anybody? I don't think anybody knows, but it could be the freshman Jordan Mosley. I mean, that he was the highest-ranked recruit. I think we got to see something out of him this okay. year for them to have a good passing game. How 
with that being said, now here's the other flip side of stuff. What happens if their quarterback play is pretty good and they actually have a receiver or two to throw to? That's well, scary to me. That's scary to me too. I mean, then I think we're seeing a pretty, here. you know, a pretty spicy Northwestern team again. Okay. Well, either spicy or bland, I guess is what we're saying. All right. Okay. Switching to defense. Mike Hankwitz and Patty Fisher uh, coordinated and tackled together for 14 years in a row. Yes. And it's been, it's now gone. That's a big, that's a, it's a big change, right? I mean, I'm not, I may have this wrong. I think the linebackers were one, two, and four in the conference on tackles. Yeah. Isn't that right? It's something crazy. Isn't that stupid? Um, Okay. So two of them are gone. So Patty Fisher, Blake Gallagher, gone. Okay. With that being said, Chris Bergen is back, and that is a fantastic like they they have the potential to have a really good player at both at, at all three levels, correct? Um uh I, I dude, I'm gonna murder the name, but I'm just gonna call him Double A. Double A All American. Okay. I'm not even gonna say his name. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say his name okay. either. So double A on the defense, Chris Bergen at linebacker, and there's no debating this. Brandon Joseph at safety is phenomenal is he officially underrated i don't feel like his name is a name that i don't know, know that about. he's underrated within big 10 circles but nationally absolutely okay all right that's fair my guess is there is enough there in each level and then developing where okay last year they were uh 22nd in total defense which is actually a little bit lower than I thought when I looked up their stats. I thought they'd be yeah, but you know what? Like ten spots higher than that. How many points do you get for yards? None. Yeah, yeah. You get points for points. They okay. were fifth in points. All right. Maybe they take a, a little step back, but we're talking like fifth in scoring defense to fifteenth. It's about the highest, about the lowest I would be willing to go. I don't know. I think I could go a little bit lower than that, but they're going to yeah. be top twenty-five. Yes, top twenty-five, which means they got a pretty good defense that we yeah. expect. With that being said, um, I'm not exactly sure where the tackles behind the line of scrimmage are going to happen. Well, I know, but that's Northwestern that's because just... they're just gonna they're gonna they're gonna swarm to the spot to the ball and they're but, gonna tackle. But here's what I like: a defensive line, junior, senior, senior, senior. Now I dogged on Ohio State about their their linebackers being all seniors. Different story. Yeah, this is what Northwestern does. You you maybe see the field a little bit as a sophomore, start as a junior. Start as a senior. There's plenty of experience on the defensive line here. And, defensive and it line. all starts up front. Yep. Um, uh, Joe Spivak, if I'm saying the name right. Now, Sandup Miller, if we're continuing on defensive line, Kurt and I were talking offline, and we couldn't decide if Sandup Miller opted out last year or just didn't make plays. Doesn't that kind of sum up Sandup Miller's career? Like, we've expected it to be more but it's just never manifested into the stat monster that we thought it could be okay that may be a little harsh because he had a his first couple years are pretty solid took a step back his junior year opted out last year i'm expecting a solid year right. from him this we'll year. see we'll see what happens there by the way uh chris bergen's back what we, we might have another gallagher tackling all over the place yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up i mean there's another gallagher it's his younger brother how he's going to be good. Yeah. I yeah. expect him to be good. Like if, if it goes right from Blake Gallagher to Bryce Gallagher, it is going to feel like we've had 20 years of Gallagher. I, I, I can't wait to see the number of tackles, the total number of yes. tackles from and the then, Gallagher brothers. Yeah, and then like, uh, that's already a stat. Like 
the most tackles any brothers have had in D1. They've they've got to have their eyes on that, don't they? I would think so. And and it's got to be. A, they're probably two thirds of the way there already. So we need a deep dive on that yeah. one. Yeah. Listeners, if you Chappie will probably help us out with that. So speaking of Chappie, his interview, he had mentioned Khalid Jones as okay. well. So okay. he's not projected as a starter, so they got maybe a little bit of depth there that they can play around with. So I think they'll be fine. I mean, come on. Yep. It's, it's linebackers at Northwestern. Be fine. Yep. But let's talk about defensive backs. Yeah, dude, they're good. I love these guys. They're good. Okay, the two corners. They, they are in the team picture for the best secondary in the Big Ten. Absolutely. Okay, so they lose Greg Newsom, who was my man crush. Which is incredible. Last they lost, year. They lost one of their highest like draft uh, picks dra- ever and it is almost for sure one of the top three secondaries in the big 10 yes definitely top three cam mitchell aj hampton the cornerback position love both those guys especially hampton was coming on last year brandon joe's his preseason all-american and then coco zima he's not too bad at safety either yeah that's a fantastic looking backfield without even naming the best one with brandon joseph again like no i didn't i didn't did. joseph. okay all right Lord, I mean, the fact of the matter is, the only thing, I, it's a great secondary. The only thing is that I could point out is, in this division, other than Minnesota, when I feel like they're doing the things right, what they want to do, we don't attack secondaries as much. It happens more in the front seven. But then again, it's not like you expect the front seven to be sub. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I tell you what, this looks like it's going to be a Northwestern defense. The more I look at it, the more I really like this defense. Because if you're nervous to touch them up deep because of the secondary we just talked about, so then you try to play a little bit vanilla and run the ball. Aren't you playing right into what Pat Fitzgerald wants you to do? Absolutely. All right, so specialists, specialists. They, they bring back both the kicker and the punter, yep. Charlie Kubander, Derek Adams. How about that? Not, not headliners, but no. solid. They're coming back. I mean, Kubander, I think, is in his 17th year with, with the Wildcats. they got a lot of guys in their 17th year, typically. Um, okay, looking at the uh, schedule. Not much to look at when you are talking about non-conference. Indiana State, Duke, and Ohio uh, – we don't even have we, we don't we have a new coach at Ohio for the first time and prediction they lose to one of those teams. Yeah, you're probably right. That's what they do. Probably they'll probably lose at Duke, right? They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna lose to Indiana State. They they're gonna they, look ugly and beat hey, them fourteen to ten. They lost to Illinois State. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jeez, um, and then turned around and had a great season, of course. Man, okay, as far as the crossovers, Bastards. Michigan State, Rutgers, Michigan. Dude, this as this is as favorable of a schedule as you can expect as a Big Ten team, correct? Yeah, does it it seems like this happens every year. It happened last year. Yeah. I guess. But they do they play horribly against Michigan usually. Yes, that's true. And they're at Michigan. Okay. But I feel like if there's a year, this is the year Okay. for Michigan, for okay. them playing Michigan. All right. All right. You got that listed as one of them? or I might. Okay. Go. 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 You can start it off. Biggest game. Okay. Michigan, because right. they never beat them. This is it. It's interesting. This is the year, man. Okay. I don't I don't like Michigan very much this year. I don't think they're going to be very good. I think they'll be, you know, a mediocre to above team. Go beat them in the big house, man. So that's a big deal. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's and I'll say this much. It's possible that that would be a – they've 
gotten momentum at that point in their schedule. Before that is at Nebraska and Rutgers, and Rutgers is off a bye. They could go into those games right there with momentum, and then they beat Michigan, and it's huge. So you know what? That I I didn't think about that. Okay. You talked me into it. Oh, I'm still going with the biggest game is, call me crazy, um, Michigan State. Beginning of the year. I mean, I can see that. Set the tone. Yeah, right. Like, it, it you lose go- against Michigan State. Okay. Michigan State, and by the way, they didn't beat Michigan State last year, okay? Now it's a, ooh, you know, nobody expects, for the most part, Michigan State to be good. They lose that game. It could set a nasty tone. Okay, let me counter that. Okay. Northwestern loses that game and wins every other Big Ten game. Which gets me to the scariest game, which I also have Michigan State. I have Michigan State for that game. I I, I mean, and and I know that that's two things fighting against each other, but that's how it could be scary. But in the end, maybe it's not that big of a deal because it's the beginning of the year. I don't know. It just never Does it make any sense? Could I just change it? I could just... Do no, a rotary it, thing and just switch it. it out. Everything makes sense because it's Northwestern. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's scary, but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, they lose that game, and it, it, they never seem to get phased with those early losses. They just do not. It's, it's curb, amazing. Curb stomp. I, I mean, I, I've only got two teams that I would pick, but I went with Indiana State. I mean, it's it's second game of the year. Maybe they have a lackluster you know start of the season they beat michigan state but not that great then all of a sudden they remember they they curb stopped maryland last year yeah the they sure did i'm not going with any of the non-con games okay. because they just yeah you know when they win them they win them like you know 25 to 23 they never seem to win them 35 to 3 and know? i like that you pick a a weird score. Yeah, of course. But it has to be. Yeah, it's Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going curb stomp at Illinois. I'll be honest with you. When I said there's two teams that I considered for curb stomp, that was the other one. But I just really like you as a friend and podcast partner. So I went with the other one. I hate myself. So I chose Illinois. It's <laughs> 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 funny. All right. Last thing overall. Okay. This is a solid team. It's going to be a solid team. I well, I, hold on now. Hold on. I mean, <laughs> of course it is because yeah. of the deal with the devil. But again, things could go wrong offensively. I, they could go really wrong. We we see many different routes on where this could go. Like there is a possibility that they have a gigantic quarterback problem. Yeah, and they'll have a Pat Fitzgerald. Is a great coach. Don't get me wrong. Deal with the devil. I get all of it. No coach in the history of the game of football can overcome a bad quarterback. Mm. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. Okay. Okay. If bad. Okay. I didn't say average. I said bad. Okay. If they have bad quarterback play, I could see it being a tough season. Okay. The other side of it is pretty good quarterback play with some playmakers that emerge in the passing game that we're not used to. If that happens, we are talking about a really good Northwestern team. I know. Okay. All right. Over under is six. What do you got? I have to go over. And I'm not going to go way over, but I see this as like a seven and five team personally. I feel pretty good about over with this. Yeah. But I would not bet more than two games over. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah. But eight and four is 
Definitely in the cards. It's in the cards. I do think four and eight's in the cards. That's in the cards too. I, think I mean, there's there's a lot of landmines here. Yeah. We're gonna go nine and three. This is I, I know, son of a bitch. God damn it. It's bastard. Why do we talk out loud so much? Ugh. All right, man. You got anything else? No. All right. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast, and we'll talk to you soon.